This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. We're a day late, but we're not a dollar short. It is the Weekly Scramble here. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side is my partner in crime, and his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Hello, buddy. How you doing, Reavers? I am doing excellent, and... Uh, I have a couple of things that uh, I have weighing on my mind, and I, we've had an extra day to prepare <laughs> yes. uh, in order to, 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 to come to terms with our weekly scramble here. Um, but I wanted to start with something kind of horrific, but also really, really interesting. And I mentioned this very briefly on Garage Logic today. I'm so nervous. Well, you obviously saw the footage of the devastation of the, uh, the not her, I almost said hurricanes, the tornadoes uh, in Kentucky. Horrible. Have you seen the photo of the movie theater in Mayfield, Kentucky. I not. So picture the, a movie theater. Yes. Where the screen would be, mm-hmm. it was knocked out. Okay. And so you're looking at o- outside yeah. the city and its devastation, which it looks like you are watching a movie of, of, devastation. The, of devastation. Oh, you're kidding it's, me. It's really haunting because you know exactly what happened and how many people lost their lives and how many families lost everything. And then, it, but at the same time, it was captured. I I believe by a local photographer, maybe for the newspaper in town mm-hmm. or whatever. I can't remember exactly, but I just thought, wow, that that will now become the image I would associate with that devastation. That's going to be the Time Magazine image for next oh, week or 100%, whatever. One hundred percent. Yeah. What a scary thing. I mean, yeah. you're sitting there laying in bed. You hear uh, the sirens. You don't think. So let me ask this: When you're at home and you hear the sirens in the yeah. middle of the night, if that were to happen, yep. Do you like run downstairs and? Well, here and it's what I wanted to transition mm-hmm. to because you've been a dad longer than I have, mm-hmm. and um, I have two sons, and my ten-year-old, my oldest boy, is deathly afraid of tornadoes, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly why because in our home uh, we don't preach. I mean, I watch the weather every single morning before I, I walk my boys over to school just because I want to see what the temperature is. Should mm-hmm. you know? Should I dress them extra warm? Whatever, and I just do that every morning. And I, I don't know if that's part of it because I've I've he's seen me focus so much attention on weather every day. I don't think it's being, you know, ingrained into him at school in any way because our, his teachers have always they've been fantastic. So I'm just curious, is that just a natural thing? No, with kids I bet that you age? I know what it is. You keep calling your wife the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> he thinks a, a house is gonna fall on your wife and he's gonna lose his mind. Just kidding. He's never done that ever in his entire life. You speak only of total respect. To she your wife. is the greatest thing that she, ever happened. She to is. Me. Yep. That is, you know, I do you remember when you were a little kid and it was the first Wednesdays of the month? Yeah. And the siren would go off and you'd get that little chill. You'd be sitting in school or something, you'd be like, Oh, what's going on? Yeah. And it still to this day, I'm fifty years old. I still feel a little bit of Wait, okay, yeah, okay, it's the third, it's the first Wednesday of the month. Right. I still get that feeling, but I don't know, I don't know why he'd be Because my of other that. guy, he's cool, like, oh, sometimes we need to go in the basement? Yeah. All right, let's do it, you know, but I, I, I'm just curious if that's just a normal thing with kids around that age, because he knows ultimately everything's gonna, we're gonna be yeah, cool. We have had right. to go in the basement a couple of times, but I just, so that's the only thing is... When 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 that story came, I mean, he was glued yes, to yeah. the television. It's maybe and I not said, a great buddy. Thing. It's a long way from here. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was down in Kentucky, which we were we were in Kentucky yeah. back in July, and so then of course, well, were, was that where we were? I said, well, no, I, I don't think we yeah. drove through Mayfield, but maybe we did. I don't sure. remember. But anyway, so that's that's the only reason why I, I guess I mentioned. Well, that. my house, my house was built in 1885, and I have like remember Silence of the Lambs. That basement that freak? had like oh. that pit. My basement is relatively like a Silence of the Lambs pit basement. Okay. Okay. So no one goes down. In fact, you have to like 
pick up a latch on the floor, like a like a big door on the floor of yep. the kitchen, and go yep. and you climb down these stairs. Cool. So it's like it's a root cellar, like a legitimate yeah. root cellar. Yeah. And I kind of look at tornadoes like, huh. Am I going to go down to the silence of the lab basement? <laughs> I, would I rather take my chances on level one or Willing go down to, to the it. dips of hell and <laughs> right. the depths of hell down in my basement? So, yeah, my kids have, they don't really talk about it. Luckily, not a lot of that happens at night, right? In Minnesota, overnight in the middle of the night. But boy, that those storms, you just feel unbelievably bad for yeah, those people. You, I mean, you really do. Um, there's so. nothing you can do. There's not, there's no help that works. You know, I, I was thinking, what could, you know, Fratelloni's do to help and, you can't you can't drive down there. You don't want to be down there. They need the space. You know right. you don't want to have people flooding in. And you I know, did I love, know. and I only saw this because a gentleman that I follow on Twitter retweeted the this this news story out where uh, a, a a wonderful man basically stopped at whether it's a Walmart or whatever, mm-hmm. bought you know twenty eight cases of water and a bunch of food and just brought a grill into the middle of town and just started cooking yeah. food for people. Yeah. And I just thought. Wow, what yeah. a great human being that people is! People are generous. Yeah, that, people that, really are generous. So in right? times of tragedy like that, mm-hmm. it's always neat to see because it it actually makes maybe hopefully restores your faith in humanity to a certain degree when you so, see something like that. Can I destroy your faith in humanity? Right sure, off the why not? So what do you think? You know this red kettle thing where someone's just dumping like thousand dollars in the red kettle. Yeah. Do you think that? And I'm not saying they're doing that, but do you think that's a real story? Yes. You don't think that's like someone marketing at the Red Cross that says, let's put out a story, and which I don't think they are, but that's mm. who's putting $4,000 in cash. First of all, where is a red kettle? I don't even know where that happens anymore. I don't see that. Is I that, did see one at the, uh, what is that? A Cooper food store in Chaska. Okay. So there was a guy, there was a guy, was a guy, out, guy there. out there and, ringing the bell. And I know, I think they're transitioning to some like electronic version too, so you can use a credit card. But Correct. I don't carry cash. I, I don't either. You know, that's I, why I always feel bad that I, I don't mean, have any, you know, I have a change. little bit, right? But that's my little bit amount that I have, right? right? So I walk by and I feel like a schmuck. But then I always think of that story where someone's like, oh, it happened again. Just so happens again this time of year. <laughs> it's like the Minnesota State Fair always having a story ready. Yes. Maybe the, the Red Kettle people oh. always have a story ready of this great generosity, which, you know, I'm sure it's a fantastic cause. Obviously, it is. So give to the Red Kettle. I'd like to go. Maybe we should go ring some bells for a little while. I did it one year, and I'll never forget this. I, I was working for a different radio station at the time. This mm-hmm. was a few years ago. In Elberly? No, not okay. in Elberly. Okay. It was just across town. Okay. <laughs> I love you. And uh, I, I I was. we were all asked if we would like to help. I said, yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. And it had to have been a high that day of negative 18. Oh, no. And I stood out there for, I think, two hours, mm. and I was so cold. And I had dressed what mm. I thought was going to be warm enough, and I froze so bad. I said, I'm, I'm never doing this again. I can't ever. do it. Because you, 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 you usually have to, at least b- back then, you had to sign up you know, two weeks in advance or whatever it was because okay. there were so many people willing to do it, where now I guess it probably isn't that way. But I just remember freezing so bad I was never going to do it again. Well, so, I'm, I'm excited for those people, I, I feel like I shouldn't have said bad things about them because I don't. I I know they're telling the truth. I just if you're that person dropping mm-hmm. four grand in the red bucket, yeah, give us a call. Why not? Right? Or I mean, shoot us an email. Shoot us an email. We'll yeah. call you because and we won't even use your name. That's just a really really cool thing to do. So speaking of weather, we haven't played this game in, in a couple of weeks, but I wanted to bring back because I did get a couple of emails. Our favorite new game. What is it? Ask Mike anything. Oh. Uh, first email comes to us from Joe S. Okay. Who may or may not have been sitting in that chair very recently. <laughs> right. uh, Joe S. wants to know, hey, dummy, 
<laughs> is there any way I can get a two-stroke uh, rubberized uh, snowblower? Okay, so did you, I say that correctly? You know, no, I heard the show the other day. I heard Garage Logic the yeah. other day where you he heard was Joe asking ask, for. Ask me on the yeah, show. he was yeah, asking okay. for a two-stage <laughs> where the first auger had rubber instead That's of just the metal, was. right? That's what it was. And Toro made some. They made some really small ones that you know, like some five and seven horse, pretty skinny. Yep. But the main thing with a two-stage is you don't want the first stage to actually touch the ground, right? The scraper bar touches the ground on the back of the unit that lifts the snow up into the first stage because that first stage has to spin freely. And if it's hitting the ground, it can't spin freely, and it actually bends the mechanism inside. Oh. So you don't really want your first stage to touch the ground. So I'll talk to him about it. I know he has a a, a single stage little Toro. Yeah, I know because I think he bought that from us. Um, that's what he should have. He lives in St. Paul somewhere. We don't know where, right? Mm-hmm. But he lives in St. Paul. Most of us don't have massive driveways in St. Paul. Little single stages you can run super fast as long as you're out. And he wouldn't be the kind of guy who'd say. Wow, we're getting 14 inches of snow. I'm going to wait till that 14th inch falls. He's out there at the one inch mark and the five inch mark and the six inch. At least that's what I did, right? Okay. So I just have a little Toro single stage. So yeah, there's not not a lot of double stage Toro snowblowers or snowblowers with rubberized augers. Okay, gotcha. Okay. FYI. Um, and I'll quickly digress before I get to our next email because obviously we all had to shovel a little bit or, or snowblow a little great, bit over the weekend. It? And all I kept thinking was Friday night as I'm watching this. And by the way, very few things. If you, and it, this is, I guess, applies to people that don't have to work on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But when you get to a certain age, there's really nothing better than Friday night, whole families at home, and you know it's coming, mm-hmm. and it starts to fall, and you know you have nowhere to go. You can't do it, even if you wanted to go. The somewhere. garage fridge is full of beer, mm-hmm. and all you have to do is sit there and just wait. And wait, and then I usually what I what I ended up doing was I waited till the morning to to dig up because I didn't know what time it was going to stop snowing. Sure. Now my neighbor across the street, I know he shoveled once before he turned in for the night, okay. and then he had less to shovel in the morning, which I thought I'm not shoveling it twice. I'm no. doing it once. Do you, you have a but blower? Do you have a snowblower? No, that's where okay. I was going. Yeah, that's the problem. And so then I thought, well, I'm just going to wait because I'm going to shovel it once. And so when I when I got out there Saturday morning, I went. Ah, crap. And then I thought, okay, I'll just hammer it away. But I also have a sidewalk that runs parallel with my house mm-hmm. that I am required to remove the oh, snow you from t- because, okay. you know, that that's part of the sure. deal. And I'm and I'm hacking away and I'm hacking away. I'm about halfway through and then my wife says, "I'm going to go for my run." And I thought, "You're out of your mind." Yeah, come look over at these, here. Look at these sidewalks. Yeah. There's nowhere safe for you to run. And she said, "It's fun to run in the snow." And I thought, Get away from me. Yeah. Fine, go, yeah. whatever. Or go grab a shovel. So well no, Work that part here. that part I didn't mind because that that's that I don't I don't mind doing it because it's a really good workout. Sure. And so and she'd steal your manliness. If, correct. Yeah. And so I almost get done. I almost get down to the hump. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I still have to do the bleeping sidewalk. And then I hear it. Here came my neighbor yeah. to save the day. And I almost made out with him. Okay, that's how happy I was that well, he took care of the. Well, if you didn't, your the... wife sure was gonna. <laughs> right, <laughs> but anyway, so so tip of the cap to my neighbor for taking care of the sidewalk for me. But uh, that leads me into my next question. I do my whole side, my whole street sidewalk. Do you really? Well, it depends. You know, I have some real early risers, right? So guys are doing it at like four o'clock in the morning. Okay, and I don't want to run my snowblower that early. So, but I'll just do a couple of paths right down, like almost the whole length. I don't do it perfectly, but I like to get it for everybody so everyone's safe on my sidewalk. So that leads me to my next email. This comes to comes to us. Excuse me, from Tom says, "Hey Reeves, ask Fratelloni next time that you guys do your show. I have a three car garage." 
about a hundred feet long driveway. Mm-hmm. All right. What snowblower does Mike recommend for me to purchase? You absolutely need a two-stage snowblower okay. with that size. So Toro makes these big two-stage blowers. It's actually easier to use when there's bigger snow because the machine does everything. It's self-propelled. It walks right through the snow at the end of the driveway, the hump, you know, that builds up. It just walks through that. So anybody can use them. 90% of them have electric start, so you plug it in, hit a button, it starts right up. It's really much more convenient to have a larger snowblower. Of course, they're more money, but they last. I mean, some people will bring machines in that are 40 years old. You're kidding no, me. No, nothing's really changed. And, wow. we did, and we tell them, like, you can, on, like, eBay or whatever, or, or Craigslist, you'll see a 40-year-old snowblower that someone wants to sell for 600 bucks. What? Yeah, they because they don't really go bad, right? As long as wow. they run, they're just fine. And you take care of it. And- well, you're using it in the cold, cold weather, so the engine's not getting hot. It's not dusty when you're using it. You know, it's there's no dust in the air. Good point. So the en- and you're only using it for a couple of hours, sometimes a couple hours a season. Yeah, the engine life is very short. Sure. Li- yeah, I mean, good, they last forever, point. right? Good as point. long as it's not used commercially, and then you're using it all the time. Just dump sea foam in it, and you're just good to go. Just dump sea foam, and you're good to go. So, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a, uh, and you know, they have hand warmers, they can't have hand warmers. I mean, it really has a lot of features on them. What? Yeah, you can get them. We can we can do it all the way if you want to go you crazy. You can get a snowblower with hand warmers oh, like yeah. it's a snowmobile? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the handles are just heated, right? So it doesn't cover your hand. That is awesome. Yeah, they think of it. Why not, right? Wow. It's running a big engine. They have big engines, more than enough power to throw it over your neighbor's. As soon as Reavers moves, he's heading to Fratelloni's. Yeah, That's I, you, you know, right you now. need a snowblower in this town because it's not, shoveling snow is not a lot of fun. Well, I, you know, I, I still consider myself somewhat young yeah. slash in shape and that i always said well i'm just gonna shovel whether it was the house that we're li- we live in now or the one that we lived in previously i just mm-hmm. thought well this is my excuse to get out and get some get some exercise and then i don't have to get on the elliptical machine that mm-hmm. day but boy i was sore for about two days man so what point <laughs> do you think you'll say to your kids where you legitimately say go do it well now they're at the age where they actually because they love playing in the they snow. can actually kind of help and they actually they'll they'll they i don't even have to ask them they just get their stuff on and they come out and help me okay which yeah. the 10 year old's pretty good mm-hmm. the si- seven year old makes more work for dad than he's yeah. actually helping but i can't i have to but let the, him yeah that's yeah, fine but i have that's to fine. let him do it so because yeah. i i had one of my daughters start mowing last year okay. right and i have you know a, a super small saint paul lot yard it takes like 10 minutes to mow the whole yard yep and I, for a moment there, started to correct her, and I said, what am I doing? What am I doing? Just let her do this. Yep. Let her She'll figure it out. She'll get done. Let her figure it out. Yep. It's not that hard. And I and But I still ended up doing it myself for some reason. It's one of those tasks that I, I want my kids to do things, okay. right? Yep. And that's a doable task where you can see if they did it or not, right? Yes. But at the same time, I like putting my earbuds in, listening to the Garage Logic. You oh, know, That's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that because you can't do that when you're you know, shoveling because you're going to rip everything up. I didn't even well, think about that when you're snow blowing. Yeah, you you can do all that stuff with it. You know, yeah, it works out pretty well. All right. So a lot of the things that we like to discuss in this show are our beer originated, or our beer, our show originated around the subject of beer. So I try to include a story that still takes us back to the good old days every once in a while. And Michael, right now we are going to head over to Rhode Island. Are you ready? Ready. A man jumped in a beer delivery truck and drove off, leading Rhode Island officers... On a slow speed chase as they pursued the stolen vehicle, according to police. Was he simply thirsty or trying to acquire the bottles and kegs inside for a party? Authorities didn't specify a motive. Whatever plans Jeremy Falella, 44, had in mind were thwarted 
when he crashed the truck into a utility pole on December 13th in Providence as police followed behind, uh, the commander told local radio. McClatchy News has reached out to police for no comment. The truck was parked outside of a local liquor store for a delivery, and Falella of Cranston is accused of jumping in and driving away with the loading door open. Mm. As police followed, video uh, shows the truck moving extremely slow as Falella drove roughly 10 to 15 miles per hour. After hitting the utility pole, police pulled him out of the truck. You know, if you need beer, come to me. I'll buy you a beer. You don't need to steal the truck, the police officer said. Falella was charged with eluding police, possession of a stolen motor vehicle, and refusal of a chemical test. So I have a strange feeling he's now out because he was— we don't prosecute anybody. Because we don't prosecute. So he's now free yep. to go steal another—you know, what are you thinking— what do you, you know, you can't steal. First of all, the truck I'm sure has like some GPS thing because the company that runs that truck needs to know exactly where the driver is at mm-hmm. all times. So best case scenario, the, there's no cops around, but everybody knows where the truck is. I mean, they just follow the GPS. There's the truck. Uh, that's poor thinking on somebody who might have been a little deep in the booze. And here's why I think Joe's theory is 100% correct. I'm just going to make an assumption here that given his rate of speed, mm-hmm. this was probably a manual transmission vehicle. Oh, you think so? Well, you saw the story. Where, where was it not that long ago? It was locally yeah. where uh, the, the thugs a... tried to carjack, and she said, all right, you can go ahead. And they realized it was a stick shift, and they didn't know how to drive a stick shift, so it just sat there. As a criminal, you have to hop out of that car and think to yourself, huh, that's a shame. When's the last time you have drove a stick? Because it's um, been a long time since I oh, have. Oh, no, it's been very short for me. I've. I, oh, you yeah, have? A, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, I loved driving. In fact, it was my wife, then girlfriend, who had a stick shift at, uh, when we first started dating. And I remember how much I loved driving a stick shift. Because I, except for a winter. You know what it's hard to do? It's hard to, like... You know, fast forward your podcast. It's hard to adjust your ear. It's hard to you know, pick up your McDonald's. I had a fish sandwich on the way here, by the way, from McDonald's. Okay. When was the last time you had one of those? A fish sandwich? Well, Lent. From McDonald's. Lent from the, last year. They were so good. I forget. <laughs> I don't even know if it's fish, right? I'm not saying it's not fish, but whatever kind of fish it is, I'm like, that is a really good little sandwich. Yeah. And you just want to eat it, you know, quick to get someplace and small fry and a fish. That's that's a fish fillet. In fact, no, I take that back. It wasn't a McDonald's one. The last time we had a meeting uh, during Lent at Jack's Cafe, and oh. I had a fish. Uh, the, you had a real good the, one. A real yeah. fish fillet Jack's sandwich. Knows what they're doing, yeah. And it was incredible. Uh, that, that, that's probably, I think that was the last time I had a fish sandwich. I went out with one of my buddies, Jim, yesterday for lunch. We talking about what I had for lunch. Well, just, we were talking fish sandwiches. So I went out with my buddy, Jim, and he was talking to me about the beer show from what we did. And he said, one of his friends said, Hey, ask Mike if he thinks that there's ever going to be a day where there's going to be just a hard seltzer tap room where instead of a beer, a brewery making one you know, a hard seltzer. Is there such a thing as a company that only makes hard seltzers and they're going to have a tap room? And when will Minnesota get one? And I thought that was actually kind of an astutely brilliant thing because, you know, obviously that's becoming very, very, very popular. And I wonder if that's, are you finding one? that? Okay. I'm glad you, I'm so glad you brought this up because I saw this story and I'm trying to remember why I saw this or who sent it to me. But I think it's truly, yes, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, truly is opening a hard seltzer tap room next year. This was dated October hmm. 1st of 2021. 
America's best-selling hard seltzer brand will be the largest brand to have a dedicated tap room. Uh, so truly beats White Claw? No, they're second. I'm, I guarantee White they, Claw's got to be first. It has to be. Okay. So I, I just was reading or listening to what you read, and Here I thought you said it was number one. Uh, the hard seltzer movement, according to Mike Fratelloni, who inspired it, has been a historic <laughs> sea change in the brewing world, with Americans expected to consume more ready-to-drink beverages by volume than wine by the end of 2021. Wow. Uh, some indications exist that hard seltzers, meteoric rise, may be slowing down, but at least one of America's top brands has a new plan to keep the party going. Truly Hard Seltzer is opening its first dedicated tap room. Uh, scheduled to arrive early next year, Truly LA, as this brick-and-mortar tap room will be called, broke ground on the 8,000-square-foot, 350-person capacity indoor-outdoor venue in downtown Los Angeles in August, hmm. though a number of smaller Hard Seltzer brands have their own tap rooms. Well, because I know Fulton has their stuff on tap. Their... Yeah, but they're not exclusively Correct. hard yeah, seltzer. You're right. You're right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, a spokesman for Truly said that their forthcoming Truly facility will be the first tap room for a major national hard seltzer brand. Uh, so, LA, good luck to you in California, by the That's way. That's I'm not, Truly's not my brand. No, I'm not a big Truly guy. Yeah, they're too sweet. Yep. Yeah, they're they're just too. If they you know if they're called grape, they taste like you're eating a piece of bubblelicious bubble gum. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a little different, but although they do make a I forget when I had this. It was over the summer. They make an iced tea. Okay. That's not bad. Oh, really? The truly iced tea is 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 not hmm. bad. I, I actually enjoyed that. And I think it was one of those, you know, it's after a ball game and somebody had it in their cooler or whatever. I think that's that that's, that's when I had it. Still but. my absolute favorite from the eight years of doing the beer show or the seven years of doing the beer show and now this. By the way, we're on episode like four twenty six of this. That's right. Yeah, right. So we gotta remember that. Episode four twenty six. Um that all of those brewers said, I'm never going to do a hard seltzer. It's like, yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. And you have to. You have no choice because 40 plus it expands your line and 40% of your people are coming in saying, what kind of seltzers do you have? We had a going away party for a couple of uh, young ladies that uh, had departed uh, working here at Hubbard. And we all went over to, who's our buddies up here by Newgate? Oh, for Indeed, No, not in. in uh, Insight. Insight. Insight Brewing. Insight, Thank yep, you very yep. much. And they had two seltzers okay. on tap at there and that, I forget how much of a gorgeous space that thing is up at inside. Alon, right? Alon, thank Alon. you very yeah. much. Yeah, what yes. what a cool guy. That yeah. you know, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. He just has this he, or he had, I don't know what what he's doing. I don't know if he's in the business anymore cuz it's been a few years. Right. But he had like um, how did you get in the beer industry? First I traveled to Japan. Yeah, that's right? right? He tells the story like, you know, it's like, "Oh, how do you how do you get to Minnetonka? First, look at the way." You know, right. I mean, he had this like long long story, but it was Cool. Didn't he do a dissertation in college he about? Did. Cra- yeah. And remember how he was probably on the show what at least a half a dozen times. Absolutely. And I made him tell the story every time, and you could tell he got more annoyed by the fact that I kept asking him to tell the story. I thought, well, there's new people listening all the time. They might not know your story. Yeah. And and he would he would add a little more color to it. You know, right. when I looked at the red star in China, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God, you're going deep. And he's kind of soft spoken, but he makes probably a really good product. He, he, yeah, because he was very, very into doing everything really, really right, which is cool. It was as we went through the beer world, you'd have some good old boys that would come in with their flannels on right. and say, we kicked it open. We were, we were making uh, some beer quick. And then we had guys that and I don't know if that though, I'm not saying that that beer wasn't great, too. But we had some guys who were really, really into the brewing portion of it. Well, and, and that was the funny thing about, you know, our journey as a show, but also, uh, I guess, 
I don't know. I, I always thought it was kind of cool because we really got to see these places grow up, mm-hmm. and in some cases, some that that didn't quite make it. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of cool to to kind of travel with them along their journey because they were just guys and gals like us. Yeah, you know, they were just yeah. a couple of people that were passionate about their you know hobby or whatever. that were willing to throw a few hundred thousand bucks down to open a tap room. So speaking of that, uh, I do want to give quick a uh, quick mention to our friends at Harmony Spirits. They are the best handcrafted spirits. By the way, they were voted number five. In, this, in the USA Today's 10 Best for 2021, and they are fantastic. Wow. They make a great handcrafted wow, spirit. Uh, by the way, I had some of their bourbon over the weekend on that really crisp day <laughs> after I had basically killed myself shoveling my driveway. I said, I am pouring a glass of bourbon with two cubes, mm-hmm. and I am going to sit here and watch Army-Navy football. Oh. And it's exactly what I did because I was in so much pain. <laughs> and I'm sweating head to toe, and I said, I'm sitting down for five minutes, and I'm going to have this Worth bourbon. Worth it. Anyway, so uh, if you want more information, go to their website, HarmonySpirits.net. And when you go to that website, and I completely forgot about this, but you can now buy Harmony Spirits online through Ace Spirits, and you can have it shipped right to your door. Now, here's where they're going to be able to ship to. It's California, Colorado, D.C., Florida, Iowa, uh, I believe Indiana, Kansas, and uh, Missouri, but the entire list is available. But they have a li- you ship to Minnesota? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because so, you did not say Minnesota. Oh, I'm Minnesota. sorry. I, okay. I thought I did. I apologize. Okay. But anyway, so you can buy their spirits online. Just go to their website, and they have the tab there right at the bottom of their page. And I completely forgot about that. So you know what? If you're looking for something for a holiday gift for a, a, a bourbon lover, a vodka lover in your life, whatever, just see their entire selection online and be able to buy their spirits and have it shipped anywhere uh, through that website. Just no go one's online, mad receiving that gift. No one's mad. Not one person. No, no. They, if they've never even heard of Harmony, they're like, thank Here's you. What I do. That's great. On both sides of my family, mm-hmm. it's white elephant, right? So yeah. that way you don't have to buy a gift for everybody. It's just a white elephant gift. I do this every year. Smart. I do, it's either that or in some cases because, oh, don't bring alcohol. Well, then buy, buy a gift card. Yeah, for, for that, for that particular. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. uh, just go online, see that, and, and you can uh, get see, Get a selection of the best handcrafted spirits made in Harmony, Minnesota. And stop in at that tasting room, by the way, and tell them the boys from the Weekly Scramble sent you their way. You mentioned something when we were talking about that delivery truck, the GPS systems that Mm -hmm. are now on delivery trucks. So before my radio time, when I was in school, I was a delivery driver. That's what what I did to, to, to pay the bills, right? And back then, you know, in the late 90s, you could get away with going off your route, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. But I was a really good delivery driver. Yeah, I wanted made to get your all my stops, and, yeah. and sometimes, you know, if I had gone out the night before, because it was a job I started at three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, my route's done, but man, it's only it's only noon. Yeah. I got to work till two. Yeah, I got a little bit Wait of a, a downtime I'm gonna, here. I'm gonna back into this lot and just take, kind of take a snooze for a little bit and listen mm-hmm. to Joe and Rookie on the radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you can't get away with that now. No. In fact, I forget who was telling me this, um, but. Some guy they had. To, th- this is a guy that that runs a distribution mm-hmm. center or whatever. He said, "Yeah, I, I had to fire a guy. He was a great employee. Showed up on time. Never stole from us. But his GPS was shut off for like an hour and a half." And I said, "Well, where were you?" And he, he kind of, "Well, no, it must not have. No, yeah. it doesn't just shut doesn't off. Shut off. You know." So he went to a doctor's appointment, or he yeah. didn't do anything nefarious. But it was like, "Well, I got to let you go, man. I, I, I can't." Well, we have them in our cars, right? Our, our oh, trucks, sure, sure. Yeah. There is no shutting them off. They don't even know where they are. I mean, our guys know because they go and see where the route is, right? We see it. Yeah. And if they sit for any long period of time, telephone calls start happening to them automatically, saying, 
what's up? Is everything okay? And it, it like actually checks to see if they're okay. Oh man. And then there, you know, our logistics management team starts saying, well, why is somebody sitting there? And our guys don't do that. But if they did, hypothetically, they would get a call and they're I keep efficient. I forgetting and, the trick because you guys do a lot of deliveries. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of deliveries and we send trucks all through around to our, you know, 22 stores in the Twin Cities, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of like, why did that route take three hours extra? Not that we ever had to ask our guys <laughs> that, but it does give you, we do it mainly to let people that we're delivering to know like our guy is two miles away. Ah. You know, he's going to be there in five minutes or whatever. Okay. So earlier today we had the story of the Instacart driver. Is Instacart a thing? Yeah. For where you that, buy the groceries, groceries or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear this story? No. It was in Blaine. So an elderly couple had made, I believe it was a $50 purchase of groceries mm-hmm. Instacart driver pulls up to their driveway, sees a we support Blaine police sign in their driveway, Okay, gets super offended by it, oh. throws all their groceries into the driveway, then runs the groceries over, leaves a note on the door saying bleep the police and all that stuff. Well, she was reprimanded. She was caught. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they believe charged her with uh, criminal whatever. And they started a GoFundMe account. Someone did in their family. Really? They got eleven thousand dollars. Oh, the, Go- the family for the groceries. Yes. They didn't because usually the story is they started the GoFundMe for the Instacart driver. Oh, and no, the no, delivery no. For, person. It was okay. for the family. Oh, that seems for an yeah. elderly couple. Yeah, that that's nice. That's uh, sweet, right? But, that's a lot of dollars. That's think, extra. That's what I thought yeah. a little bit, but that's yeah. fine. That's hey, you know yeah. what? You're allowed to donate they, they to whatever. They were starving to death. Well, they just... but they, apparently John Height did explain to me that they were a little bit down on their luck. Okay. They had reached retirement and maybe had some health uh, issues and and also medical costs mm. and things like that. But any in any event, I thought, how how low do you have to be that a yard sign is going to trigger you trigger to the you. point where while you're working, you get so angry. To people you don't know that you're going to do this. You know what scares You've me about that? You've got some issues. You know, it, what, what actually scares me about it is the two completely divergent views. And, oh. and everyone thinks they're 100% right. Yes. I'm right in the middle. I don't pick a side here. I'm not picking a side. But it is when... when Kyle Rittenhouse was was you know not or charged with everything, but was not found guilty. And people were like, "Well, how is that possible? He did this, 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 and this." And and it's like, "Oh!" And the other group was like, "Wait, well, of course that's possible." It's it's so weird that we're so divergent. I know, and not that we're fooling ourselves in our divergence. Right, right. right. We 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 aren't saying, "Oh, I believe that he." It's like, oh, I 100% believe this, mm-hmm. and the other side 100% believes that. Right. And it's just how it's like, how are we getting so far away? Some of these, um, you know, criminal acts that are happening, and and you know, people are running into stores, and there's 30 of them. People are some people are saying, well, those guys needed the money. I mean, that's it's like, well, how how can we be so different in a view of that? I know how? you haven't heard Garage Logic today because you you basically walked in the door right when it was when, we, when I was posting the show. So yeah. I know you haven't heard the show yet today, but I played a clip. From the White House press secretary, um, Jen Psaki, mm-hmm. uh, who had said she was asked about inflation costs, and she blamed the rise in prices for meat on the, uh, the, the, the corporate greed of meat conglomerates. Oh, the meat conglomerates, yes. The and corporate thought, greed, yeah. Okay, A, you either don't believe that and just don't have an answer. Or B, you're just that stupid that you actually believe there are things as meat conglomerates. Or, or she just literally believes that. I mean, the, so yeah. she she comes out with some stuff that's interesting. Right? It's <laughs> like, huh, that's a different view. Maybe you know, I, yeah. sometimes right. I, sure, again, sure. I'm not saying either way because I don't really care either way, right? Right. But it's like, well, how is that really the answer? Is that you know, what, what does she say when 
um, that it was immoral for companies to raise prices to survive during a time of inflation. It's like huh. my, my my guess is um, her business acumen isn't isn't very strong. Or or that she that would be a tough job. You know, uh, oh, Sarah sure. Sanders talked to be right. I, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, I get Sarah that. Sanders had a really tough job. Yes, she you did. You got to figure out what Trump's saying and try to calm it down. <laughs> So does Saki. You have to Saki. be the Trump interpreter. And That's then not case, so easy. You have to be the Biden right? interpreter. That's not so easy. I don't know how people do that job. I don't know. So another beer story that I quickly wanted to get to before we run out of time here, uh, and I want to get your honest opinion on this because I'm in the, you know how we have those online polls of yes, no, or I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm in the I'm not sure category really? yet, and I'll, I'll explain why. Uh, here's a story. This was dated, uh, oh, this is dated today. Two popular Jersey Shore brands have collaborated to celebrate their anniversaries with a drink. We've seen collaborations all the time. We love a good collab. Right here in our in our own backyard. Cape May Brewing Company, I'm not familiar with them, and the original Fudge Kitchen announced this <laughs> week the release of a chocolate fudge stout as part of the brewing company's 10-year anniversary celebration series of limited-run beers. The original Fudge Kitchen which has six locations in Cape May, Ocean City, Stone Harbor, and Wildwood, is mark- marking its 50th year in business. Well, congratulations. The company hand-makes the fudge in copper kettles in ships along Jersey Shore boardwalks and downtown shopping districts. The chocolate fudge stout packs a punch at 9% mm-hmm. ABV wow. and includes chocolate rye, chocolate malt, and the original Fudge Kitchen's chocolate fudge for flavoring. What say ye, How, Are Michael? you unsure if that would be good? That sounds absolutely delicious. Okay, because I always remember, and I do like a nice stout, especially this time of the yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to have 10 of them. No, and right. I'm thinking, as I was reading it, I was thinking, okay, you're at the in-laws. It's a long day. You've had a giant meal. Yeah. It's really cold outside. You got... A meaningless bowl game on in the background or whatever, right? And you're thinking, oh, I just want a little dessert. Now, now I think I'm in. See, now I yeah, think and, I'm and in. You're, you're just getting one of those small glasses, right? Yes. Maybe like a, a, a apple juice glass that they used to have, right? Those little small ones. <laughs> apple juice and everyone's glass. just having a little, just a because you don't need, you can't have a pint of that. First of all, it's nine percent, so it's going to not get any yeah, butt. Right. Second of all, you just need a little bit, just a just a taste. That sounds good. Th- those are the ones that have to come in the big bomber bottles. You have ten people with you. Everybody gets a shot Ooh. and a half of it. Not that I want to tell the uh, what was their name again. I, not that I want to tell the Cape May Brewing Company how to do their job. Mm-hmm. What if it was a nitro Ooh. chocolate stout? Yeah. Now I'm super in. That's a, that would, sounds and looks pretty because that nitro nothing's prettier than a nitro beer. But then I think with a nine percent stout, in that it, we're probably looking at about thirty eight dollars for a four pack if it's nitro. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And you know, it, sometimes it's worth it on those bigger beers like that to spend a little bit more, get a fun beer that you can share during the holiday season, yes, right? Yes. Get everybody together. And in fact, that was one of, one of the things that I really loved about doing the beer show. Now we're doing the scramble is just mm-hmm. great too. But we, we used to get a lot of beer. I mean. Not a little bit of beer, like kind of a lot of beer, like almost to the point where I'm like, yes. oh my God, I'm not taking any more because... No, you would look at me and said, please, please God, yeah, take all yeah, of this Yeah, please home. take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take this one more can opener, which I needed no more swag, right? Oh, although I loved a good t-shirt or a good hat, but um, you would get a bunch of bottles and we'd get some great bombers and then for the holidays, I'd bring it over to who's ever hosting oh, there you and go. we would just pop them over. Everybody would have a little bit of sips of things that you could try it yeah. and we had some great... I remember, uh, remind me of his name... 
the guy who uh, the Chicago brewery. Uh, Come on, they made that one beer each year. He's oh, our buddy. Uh, uh, Bourbon County Stout. Bourbon County Stout. Yeah, from Goose Island. From Goose Island. I right? actually, uh, I was down, where was I? I was in the greater Mankato area a couple of weeks ago. Because mm-hmm. normally, if it's here, it's pretty much it's gone. gone. Yeah, it's and gone. I remember I had stopped in. I was either going, I was going to something. I can't remember why. This was a couple of weeks ago. And I stopped in to you know, get a 12-pack. Hey, here you go. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it sitting on the shelf really? with the individual bottles. I go, oh, my God, you guys yeah, still have some Bourbon of this County, stuff? Yeah. He said, yeah, I, I, these are my last four bottles. So I bought one, and it's okay. still sitting in my fridge. Yeah. So I have I have to find the right occasion. Christmas. <laughs> or Thursday. Yeah, or Thursday. <laughs> well, you don't want to open that up by yourself. Oh, maybe no. you do. If you can do a full bottle of Bourbon County, that's you're a better man than I am. Well, that's probably true. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, this is going to be a, a somewhat shorter version of the weekly scramble this week because get back to work. because you got to get back mm-hmm. to work, and I have to get yelled at by the mayor sometime soon. So we're going to call it good for this particular week. So, Michael, thank you so much, Reavers. You're the best. And uh, please do us a favor and rate and review the show uh, on any type of podcast form, but it's particularly on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you like, because that helps other people find the weekly scramble. For Mike Fredoloni, my name is. Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.